Okay. Here we go, real quick. Welcome everyone to 2021. This is Muggle with a mic and this is Katie. I also have Phil here with me. Hey, Phil. Hello. <laughs> and we also have Robbie joining us today. Hey, Robbie. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> we got it, guys. We got it. All right. So to, um, this episode, we are talking about season two of The Mandalorian. Real quick, guys. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Two thumbs way up. Right, thumb. All right. Yep. <laughs> I don't think they could go wrong, could they? Yeah. No, it was it was a really good episode season. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was better in season one. I agree. Ooh. Uh, yeah, totally agree with that. Interesting. All right. Well, before we get into that, we're going to do some movie news. And then at the end, we're going to do a quick little Star Wars quiz. Not as long as the last one, but number one, the weekend box office has plummeted 96% compared to last year in mm. December. In 2020, they uh, had $5 million in sales as compared to 2019, which was $110.4 million. Yep. Not surprising. Nope. Not surprising. Nope. And the average cinema for the top 10 films were making $400 in a weekend. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's, and it's going to get worse because that that basically Warner Brothers basically put the nail in the coffin because they're releasing all their movies on streaming services next year. Yep. So and even though they're going to be throwing them out there to theaters, like who's going to go to the theater when you can, you know, pay like 14 bucks a month and then see all the new movies. Right, right. Yeah, it's clearly the better deal because you can't yeah. really go to the movies for less than, you know. If you yeah. two people, it's like a $30, $40 ordeal. Right. You go to one movie a month and you're and it's $15 yeah. for HBO Max, so it's right. a no-brainer. And if they keep on doing, you know, the quarantines and stuff, you won't be able to because they you know they're gonna, you know, close a lot of the restaurants and theaters and so mm -hmm. forth. So it's hmm. it's not good. Uh, just a little history note. I did get the vaccine uh last Monday. Last Monday, I got the first dose of the vaccine. All right. Yeah, yeah I got it too. Yeah. I'm not yet, but it's coming soon. There you go. <laughs> Science is a wonderful thing. Okay, so the next thing that I saw was um, Matt Smith. Phil, you might like this because he was Doctor Who. You're a Doctor Who fan, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. He is supposed to be playing the one of the mad Targaryen princes in a Game of Thrones prequel. Are they still... Doing the prequels? Well, as of the, like within the last month, this article is from the last okay. few weeks. Yeah. I thought they kind of canceled all that after like, I don't think season eight was that well received. And I thought they kind of, they were in the uh, planning on, I knew they were planning on doing prequels, but then I hadn't heard anything. I thought, I don't know why I thought they'd been canceled. Well, it looks like they're still going for it. So we'll see if, if the TARDIS shows up in it. He can be a Tardisgarian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Next thing is uh, Chris Pine is in talks to star in a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what that is going to be like, because I know they've done some Dr Dungeons and Dragons movies before. I don't think I ever saw them, but I don't think they were... Critically acclaimed. <laughs> I don't think they. they went, I think they kind of went over about like a lead 
you know, balloon Led Zeppelin. But I hey, if they make a good one, I'm I'm there. Yeah, it sounds intriguing, but you could think of a hundred better pitches besides a Dungeons and Dragons movie off the top of your head, probably. That's but true. If it's done well, it could be good. I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. I never did like the the you know role playing game. I do right. have a Star Wars one that I have mm. yet to like play with people. But then COVID uh-huh. came around, so you can't invite anyone over to try to play the game. You know. Right. Uh, you could do it. Uh, Zoom. Zoom, or I'm trying to think. You know, a platform like Zoom. Yeah. Well, and and news. I mean, did you see like all the. Star Wars like series they are they announced it's like man they uh-huh. I think it's I mean I'm happy but I think it's just like overkill like how many <laughs> different series they have it's like wow yeah they're they're doing a lot uh, so hopefully they keep the execution and the quality as good as what man yeah I agree like is uh John Faravo and uh, Filoni, Dave Filoni, Filoni, Filoni the, yeah, uh, yeah. So they announced when they announced all of these shows that Filoni would helm the Ahsoka yeah. series and Favreau would helm the Rangers that series, and those are going to, right? Yeah, they're going to interweave with the Mandalorian timeline. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about those. I think those will right. be great. Um, well, and it looks like it looks like season three of Mando won't come out because they they set they sent out that list of all the series that they're going to be doing, and it didn't say Mando. Right. They they waited to announce Mando season three when they had that investors call, the Disney Plus investors call, right. um, and then you know at the end of Mando season two, we see that there's going to be a chapter about Boba Fett. Mm. So I think the next like chapter in the series is going to be Boba Fett and then they'll go back to season three. Well, I saw John uh, Favreau, Favreau, however you say his name. Um, Favreau. Favreau. Um, he was uh, doing like an interview and he was kind of clarifying that and it seemed like it was going to be separate. And the reason they didn't announce Book of Boba Fett because they didn't want to spoil it, you know, because that meeting was before Spoilers, the last episode. Right. But it seems like it's going to be s- like separate. That's not going to be season three. Three. Yeah, it's going to be two separate shows. Right. They said they're going to start filming episode or season three right after they're doing Boba Fett right now, and then as soon as they're done with that, they're going to do uh, Mando season three, which makes sense because I think the other two shows are probably just now getting onto their feet and getting started. Yeah. So you'll probably see season three before you see the other two. Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, right. And I guess apparently that's yep. going to be just like a mini series. It's going to be like six episodes and one and done deal. So it's not going to be multiple right. seasons. I don't know if it was confirmed about Boba, but I heard that as the Boba series as well. That it was going to be like a six episode mini series. Yeah. Which if the, if these are all mini series, I couldn't see all of these series going like six seasons, you know? Yeah. So right. having yep. a bunch of little mini series might keep people more involved and, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I could, it kind of creates like the opportunity for shows to not become stale as quickly because you're always in new exactly. settings and new environments. Well, I could see something like, okay, you know, we're going to have this mini series with uh, Boba Fett. And then after that's done, I mean, I can still see Boba Fett popping up in some of those other series. I mean, just because his, his like little mini series is done doesn't mean that character is not going to. 
you know, show, show back, back up, up in like one of the other series. Right. Yep. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Again, quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's most of the movie news. And we got a little Star Wars movie news in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I think it's fascinating, though, with the movies. You know, they keep on announcing, oh, well, just, you know, they announced they're going to do Wonder Woman 3. And it's like, you know, they're spending all this money and they can't even, they don't really have a platform to put these movies out on. Right. So yeah. it, it's just hard, to, you know, for me to fathom that it's like, hey, let's, okay, let's green like this, you know, $150 million movie, even though we don't know, um, you know, how people are going to watch it, how people are going to consume it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can't, I can't believe, you know, with Warner Brother dumping all their movies onto HBO Max, even if they get all those subscriptions, I just can't see them making their money back on it. Because you're talking about like if a family of four goes to the movies, you got to buy four tickets. But if you know you can have twenty people over your house watching, say like Wonder Woman 1984, for the right. price of fourteen dollars. And top of that, you know you can share, you can give your password. I mean, I think you're allowed to give to so many, so many different profiles on your account. So I just can't see them making mm-hmm. a lot of money. Uh, doing that, I but think hey, they'll require they'll give you a special little camera that you have to hook onto your TV, and it'll have heat sensors, and <laughs> it, it'll be able to tell how many people are in the room. <laughs> they'll have a little biometric. Uh, That's some sci-fi stuff, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, but yeah, I also heard that Wonder Woman wasn't great, and that people really liked the Pixar movie Soul. Yeah, uh, which I saw both of those. Soul was great. I have not seen Wonder Woman yet, but Soul was really I liked good. Soul. I thought parts of it were a little bit weird, and I still kind of didn't get... There's parts of it I didn't get. Is, is all I'm going to say. I didn't understand half the movie, but it was still yeah. good. <laughs> but there was... Not that I didn't understand it, it's just it's, some it, of the story at times. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of abstract, and I still don't know if I understand yeah. quite the point they were trying to make with it. You know, the message... Uh, right, because oh, this is my yep. spark. Well, it's like no, that's not your spark, and I don't know. I just I need to go back <laughs> and watch it because I don't know if I quite. Yeah, it's worth a second. I watch. think the message was even if you feel like you live a mundane life, there's something special in it, and you have to acknowledge it. You know. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. did you watch it, Katie? Yes. Oh, yeah, I loved oh, it. Oh, okay. Because like you know, and spo- okay, spoilers. Always spoilers. What? <laughs> You know, he had this lifelong dream and he finally did it. And he's just like, oh, well, that wasn't like what I thought it was going to be like. So, but then he never really, I mean, was he going to go back and be a teacher or was he going to go back? I mean, they didn't really say like what he decided to do after it's like, okay, well, you know, you have these uh, lifelong dreams and sometimes they don't turn out to be like you think they're going to be. So, you know, and they didn't really go anywhere with that i thought they'd kind of like tie that back in as like teaching's my passion that's what i was meant to do but they never really went back to I that think they made it i think they made it so that the viewer made the decision like what what would they feel was most important to them teaching or actually living out their dream and being the musician it was more of an open-ended i don't want to make decisions kind of just i don't want to make decisions <laughs> it was inception <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, anyways, that was a good movie. Haven't seen Modern Woman. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, uh, so Mandalorian Season 2. The Mandalorian has been tasked with returning his charge, a child, to its people, the Jedi. He begins searching for other Mandalorians who he believes can help him find the Jedi and is directed to a rumored Mandalorian operating out of the tattooing town Mos Pelgo. Yeah. Yep. So... That's where we started out, and the first season, the first episode was with the crate dragon. What do you think of that? That oh, was a good man. one. I yeah, I loved how the season opened. Uh, and there was also, did you guys get the sense there was like a little bit of maybe a couple month time jump, or maybe a month or six weeks of a time jump? Oh there? yeah, because yeah, I mean you could tell that they had formed more of a relationship, Mando and the mm-hmm. child, as we knew him then, but. Yeah, I, I liked seeing them kind of in that gritty world with the the fighting going on and the the creatures lurking around in the dark, <laughs> and that that whole opening sequence almost reminded me of like a Batman vigilante style uh, fighting sequence. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he he gets the guy hung over the lamppost with the cable and all of that hanging upside down. It, it was a good. Did opening you know sequence. that the one eyed guy is? I can never pronounce his last name, but it's John, John Leguizamo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, until I watched the documentary. But yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I think that was the first time they had like a, like a vibro axe. Like, and they actually kind of right. showed that because the Gamorrean guards were fighting in a ring and they had one. <laughs> yeah. So, Pause. No, it was cool to see the vibro weapon. And they yeah. had one. And they had one. <laughs> <laughs> but then he used uh, like that songbird. Is that what that's called? The the missiles, the songbird. Am I thinking the right? Uh, whist- whistling, whistling birds. birds. Yeah, that's like a Bioshock, I yeah. guess. Song the songbird, but yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, but they, he used that a lot in uh, this season. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. they kind of seemed like in season one, it was more of a rare, yeah, you know, weaponry. But he did. He pulled it out what three or yeah. four times this season, I think. Didn't he get him a bunch of them from that lady Mandalorian down in the in the catacombs or whatever? Yeah. Was that at the end of season one? I think so. Well, I, think, I think it takes a yeah, while. It's a one-shot thing, and then you have to reload it. So it's not like okay. – I, I think – I mean, it's not just a – I can only use it once, but I think it takes time to – you know, I use it, and you go back, and it's like a right. muzzle loader, you know. You, <laughs> you got to, like, yep. load it, so it takes a while. Gotcha. Once per battle. Right. Makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, how'd you feel about seeing Boba's armor on Timothy Oliphant? I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Because it even looked real. It almost looked comical when he's kind of standing in the doorway. Because you immediately knew it wasn't like their actual, you know, Tamara Morrison underneath mm-hmm. the armor. It just, it just kind of looked awkward on him. <laughs> it was like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I like that little touch, you know, detail. I really want to know what the blue liquid tastes like. <laughs> Spotchka. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> when I watched that episode and they had him on there and he took off the helmet, I was like, man, they got some actor that really, he really kind of favors Timothy Oliphant. But, I, <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, he kind of had the scruffy look and it's been a few years since I've mm-hmm. seen him. And I actually had to look it up. I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh, it is him. Because, uh, you know, I, I like the series that he was in. Oh, what was it where he was in Kentucky? Um, Justified. 
Justified. You know, I watched that and oh, I, I've, yeah. I've liked him. He was like Hitman and like a lot of different things, but it's just been such a while and he just looks so different. And mm-hmm. so that was a pleasant surprise when I, when I saw him. So I know he's been in a lot, but the thing I immediately just recognized him from was uh, The Office. Yeah. <laughs> Being Danny. <from laughs> Danny Cordray. Yeah. Danny Cordray. Yeah. <laughs> but I know he's been in a lot of I'll things. I'll never forgive him um, for never calling Pam back. <laughs> it's pretty hard. She's just weird. He was. She was weird. <laughs> uh, okay, episode two. This is the horrific scene where Baby Yoda eats the ladies' eggs <laughs> <laughs> with the frog lady. <laughs> yep, good old frog lady. Which was not guarding those eggs very closely because no. Baby Yoda got his hands on like six eggs through that episode. Right, she should have had like a passcode on it or something. Right. It's. I mean, this is Star Wars. You can't put a passcode on your egg vacuum container. Oh. I, well, I guess there's a big kerfuffle about that too because people are like boycotting. It's like, he's eating her children, you know? I mean, there, there was people boycotting it because they were all yeah, like, I'm like... People literally got upset over that. It, <laughs> Why? I mean, it's like a, it's a, I, yeah. I don't know. But then some people were saying, well, how you know he's really eating them? Maybe he's just, you know, going to throw them keeping up later warm. and yeah, keeping them warm. You don't know. <laughs> Incubate. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, uh, no, well, I did get disturbed when I saw that, but I also didn't get so disturbed that I don't want to watch the show anymore. Right. And that was a lot of complaints were, Seemed to be like people were heading that direction. They were just going to boycott the show entirely. It's like, uh, I took each their own. I also, guess. I'm sorry, but if she had those in there, did she not count them? Like a kid's on a school bus. Did she not count them and then realize she's missing some? That's That was my thought with it. Is How is this? How is she not realizing she's missing it's some like, eggs? It's like Home Alone, uh, Frog Lady. Where oh. It's like, where's my eggs? Yeah. It was cool, the spiders. Oh. Uh, the spider at the end, the spiders were from uh, concept art from Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Those, those spiders were going to originally show up on Dagobah. Um, I think in the cave scene when, when Luke goes into the cave. Well, then did uh, J.K. Rowling steal F in Chamber of Secrets? Because that's that's a Chamber of Secrets scene. Isn't it, Phil? Well, you mean with uh, Aragog? Yeah, with Aragog. Like in the Forbidden Forest mm-hmm. where there are all those spiders. Yeah. Uh, which uh, six degrees of separation? Kevin Do you know Bacon's Julian Glover did the voice of Aragog the Spider, which he also was in Empire Strikes Back. He played um, that at Walker Commander. So hold on, there wait, you go. Repeat Is that Admiral Admiral Piet? Was it Piet or? Uh, I think that's correct. Yeah, uh, that's Mike Piazza. He's a baseball player. <laughs> No, uh, he play, he uh, no no he played uh, General Veers. Oh, the, uh, so he was the at, guy in one of the yeah he was that at, and he also did um, he was also in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He played Walter Donovan, kind of the bad guy that you chose poorly. <laughs> you know, he, he drank from the wrong cup. It is fun when you see someone in multiple things, and it's even more fun when you don't realize you saw them already, and then yeah. you tell them stuff like this. Right. Go back in retrospect mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. out. Yep. All right. Anyway. So um, what else happened? Oh, yeah. The, so in this episode, 
the Razor Crest crashes, and then two New Republic pilots come and save him. Yes. yes and that was... One of them is uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah. He says, like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think they... I think they just kind of shoehorn him into the series, into the show. Just I don't know, almost comically. I think they can, but I don't think they want him to be too big of a part of the story. It's almost like a Easter egg yeah. for fans. Yeah. It's kind of like Peter Jackson, like in all the Lord of the Rings movies. He had little tiny cameos in the background, right? Yeah, and his kids. Put my kids in there; they'll be little hobbits, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Episode three. <laughs> That's the. Uh, once they get docked and they've left the frog lady there and we meet Bo-Katan, correct? Yeah. Indeed we do. Very cool intro for oh, her. Yeah. And they nailed how, you know, her armor and oh, yeah. all of the paint jobs and everything. It looks just like the Clone Wars. And well, th- didn't she do the voice? Didn't she do the voice? Yeah. Right. I, I bet yes. she did. So Katie Sarah was, yeah, was the voice of Bo-Katan. So they, it was cool to see her yeah. you know, bring to life her live action role too. Hmm. Which I like Katie Sackhoff. I always thought she would make a good uh, Captain Marvel because I always liked her on um, Battlestar Galactica. She was Starbuck. Oh, okay. I didn't. I've done, I don't know that I've ever seen Battlestar Galactica. Mm, first couple seasons were good. The last season kind of... Bears, beats. Eh, they didn't know how to end it. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. That's about the extent of my Battlestar Galactica knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it. Is it. I mean, how many seasons are there, Phil? Maybe four or five. I have them all if you want oh, to borrow them. That's it? I got, yeah. Oh, I can watch that. Yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it got kind of a little bit weird at the end. But, I mean, it was a really good show. It's just the last. It was almost like Game of Thrones. They really didn't know how to end it. Hmm. All right. So, also in this one, Mando's faced with, pardon the pun, seeing the other Mando's faces <laughs> when they yeah. when they take yeah. their helmet off. I Yeah, that was really cool to actually to finally get an explanation because yeah. I kind of assumed all the Mandos just kind of adopted that practice after the Empire wiped them off their own mm-hmm. planet. But it was cool to have Bo-Katan explain that he was from these cultist mm-hmm. elite, you know, Mandos. Child of the Watch. Child of the Watch. So that may, it's, it's He was brainwashed, basically. Right. Yep. Which is kind of disturbing. Uh, because... Right, the Mandalor- the Mandalorians were back in like the old lore, you know, thousands of years before the movies. They were these warrior races that go- went in and would conquer these other systems and planets. Spartans. And they were always looking for war, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were basically Spartans. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. That's what the helmets shape. I feel like that's you know mm-hmm. they're Spartans. It probably is symbolic. Yeah, they probably did draw inspiration from it. They should have a group of three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then um we find out that Bo-Katan is hunting for the dark saber. Okay, now I Robbie, I put your name on the outline cuz I want you to give us a quick history of the dark saber for our listeners to understand oh, what boy. it is. As, as you know, a basic one. Right. So the dark saber we first see it for the first time in Star Wars lore in the Clone Wars animated series. And it's wielded by this Mandalorian named uh Tarvizla. And he, you know, basically gives context to the Darksaber that there was a Mandalorian thousands of years ago that became a Jedi, and he crafted that saber by hand. Eventually, you know, after he passes on, the Jedi kept it in their temple and guarded it, and then Mandalorians broke into the Jedi temple, 
stole the saber away. And, you know, from that point on, it was used to kind of unite the clans of Mandalore as a, I, I guess, a symbol of like, you know, united mm-hmm. front. We see it fought with many times and it has a lot of wielders in the Clone Wars and all the way down through Rebels. Uh, Darth Maul wields it at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he loses it in Rebels, which is set, you know, Star Wars Rebels is set between three episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. So he loses it to uh, Sabine Wren. And then Sabine passes the saber on to Bo-Katan. So that's why... In Mandalorian, we see Bo-Katan pretty anxious to get her hands back on the dark side. So question, how did she lose it from Sabine giving it to her? Well, we don't know. That's where we we don't know yet. I think that either Mandalorian will maybe tell a little bit of the story with a flashback, or we may see a whole other story entirely devoted Mm -hmm. to that. Um, Because last we saw, and last we knew of it, Bo-Katan was going to unite all the clans of Mandalore to fight the Empire. And then, you know, we don't follow any more of that story because, you know, Rebels follows um, other characters. Mm-hmm. And then we, so we don't know how she loses it, and we don't know really how Mandalore gets defeated by the Empire. So all that's still mysterious. Since we're talking about that, we'll fast forward to the end of this series where Din wins it off of right. Tarkin, or what? what's his name? Moff Gideon. Uh, yeah. Gideon. Moff Gideon. Gideon. Yeah. And so, I mean, he can't just give it to her. So is she going to have to take it from him? Well, and that's that's the thing with Rebels is we actually do see Sabine win it in a fight. And then she does hand it to Bo-Katan. But the difference was all of the clans of Mandalore were, you know, the heads of the clans were with them mm-hmm. at that time. And it was more of a they all had their vote that Bo-Katan should right. lead them, basically. So I think that's why we see that she can't just take it and then... She think they could go it, and yeah, it's more about plead with other Mandalorians to give it to her. Right. Yeah. right. It's yeah. kind of like the Elder Wand. Yep. You have to... There you go. Yep. <laughs> it can't just be given. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. It has to be earned. There, has to be earned. there was also in that episode... Um, I'm not. I'm not big into wrestling, but Sasha Banks was in that episode. Costa uh, Reeves, yeah. right? Yep. Well, she wasn't credited. I was confused at first because she wasn't credited as Sasha Banks. She was because that's her stage name. Yeah. In wrestling. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? And uh, it's like Mercedes, Mercedes Verdonado or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, the other female Mandalorian is who we're talking uh, about. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Can you tell yeah. Katie's lost? She's the one that she's the one that you kind of thought in the trailer was a Jedi because she was standing there and then someone passed. She was wearing a hood and then right. she wasn't there. And it's like, oh, are they gonna have Jedi? Which it's kind of funny with that trailer how big of a misdirect that yeah. was, which they usually do anyways. But then, you know, not only did we not just get some random Jedi, but we got two of the greatest yeah. Jedi to appear in the show. So <laughs> it was awesome. Um, okay, let's move on to chapter 12. This is where the Mandalorian rejoins his allies for a new mission, and he's going to be with his old friends on Navarro. So, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, I I don't know why, because it was a good episode, but I almost forgot about this Me episode. Me too, could you tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was good to see Kara and uh, Grief again. It was cool that they were kind of building up. Uh, I'm blanking on the planet's Navarro. name. 
Navarro, thank you. It's good to see that they're building it up and kind of structuring it now. I like seeing her in a position of like authority. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. And this is the one, this is the episode where we see a lot of the messed up clones in the tank. Right. Yeah. And that when they kind of zoomed in on one of the clones specifically, didn't it look like a Snoke outline to you? It did it to like me. Yeah, Snoke. Uh, Snoke. Yeah, it oh. did kind of look like Snoke. So they've been working on it. I think you can even kind of hear his um, his theme music kind of subtly play in the background. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We also got uh, Jeans Guy in this episode. Did you guys hear about that online? Does somebody oh. have Jeans on in a, in a <laughs> clip? What? So, it, <laughs> so I I went back and watched it, which they've now, you know, in post-editing, post they, they took it oh, out. Oh, I know so what you you're talking about. It. Yes. Yeah, Gene Guy. <laughs> There's a scene where the two like scientists are getting ready to blast the computer, and Mando, Kara, and Grief walk into the room. And you know, back yeah, back in the hallway to the far left of the screen, there's a guy with a green t shirt and jeans on <laughs> that they just completely missed when they were editing. And yeah, they took it. They took it out. Made a big deal about these guys. That's funny. That, we should share that figure. on our Instagram. <laughs> I think. I, I yeah, think, it's it's good stuff. I think someone mocked up a action figure jeans guy, and they had <laughs> <laughs> like the ice cream maker. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> jeans guy. Oh, that's, it's almost that's like they needed a cup of coffee from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I think my favorite part about yeah, that episode was just watching uh, Gina Carano drive that transport because she looked like she was having so much fun like <laughs> running uh running yeah. the you know uh the troopers into the canyon wall and um oh, heck yeah. She, yeah she really sold that uh that was a good episode it was just it was fun it was a good chase scene yeah she her character got a lot better for me in season two I think. yeah mm-hmm. not that she was a bad character in season one but i think she just felt more developed this time oh yeah and getting to know her more for sure Mm-hmm. Right. All right. The next episode, chapter 13, is the one I was waiting for all season. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other yep. people were. And oh, that yeah. is... What is it? Who who appeared in this episode, guys? <laughs> Good old Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Fan favorite. I was so excited. <laughs> you know... I was too. You know what? Like, with this episode, I think this had the best lightsaber fighting... Uh, just kind of Jedi moments than any of the movies. I mean, just the way they set it up and they did it. Uh, you know, they had her and, and the, the mist and you'd see the lightsabers come on and everything was so fluid, the way she jumped and, and fought. I think they just knocked it out of the park. And I think it was better than any of the movies. Uh, just the uh, choreography uh, of, of that episode. Oh, I agree. I think that every single fight scene and action scene in this entire series has been executed. Yeah. Basically, to perfection. You look at the prequels, and it's it's almost it's so choreographed. It's like you can almost see them, <laughs> almost like see Counting. them wait for right. wait for that. Okay, <laughs> hit my lightsaber, quick, yeah. you know. But it it was just right. they, they did a really really good job. They just knocked it out of the park. They did. It was awesome, and it, they they really stayed true to Ahsoka's fighting style from Clone Wars and Rebels. They they kind of kept her. Like her fighting stances and her swings, it, it all felt like it was straight out of the clone. That's movie. why yeah. I think I think that um, Rosario is a perfect 
human to play this character because I just th- I feel like our movements and everything, like you said, are exactly like the animated character. Yeah, yeah, she did really good with it, really, really good, and she looked mm-hmm. great. Oh, and I'm sorry, I thought it was adorable the way she communicated with the child. <laughs> yeah, which we learned the name of Grogu in this episode. Good old Grogu. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Goku from Dragon yeah. Ball Z at first. <laughs> so, but I, you know, the more I've heard it and said yeah. it, it, I'm used to it now. But at first, I did not feel. No, at first, it. I wasn't very happy. <laughs> right. I, I mean, if either. they were to do space balls too, it could be Gogurt. Gogurt. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we also learn, we hear another animated character's name at the end of this episode, and that is Thrawn. Indeed. I I think that this uh, this episode was a kind of a backdoor pilot for the Ahsoka mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Especially now that they said that Ahsoka will, hap- the Ahsoka series will happen in the t- same timeline. I think she goes off and uh, kicks some, you know what. Searches for, well... Yep, searches for Ezra and Thrawn after this. There's a lot of speculation that she'll use like uh, the veil of the force to just kind of undo the the sequels. The sequels, yeah, entirely. Yeah, with uh, Ryan Johnson's and stuff because uh, they'll use that. Um, They said even like in the um, uh, the logo of the series, it looks like the the veil of the force, like the writing around there looks like the. Yeah. What's have you seen uh, Rebels, Phil? Uh, I have not seen all of it, uh, but I am familiar with okay. parts of it. Yeah, yeah, the concept. Yeah, I, I need to go back and okay. finish that. Um, you know, I've seen Clone Wars, but Rebels, I didn't. Um, I haven't seen all that yet. But I am familiar what okay. happens. Okay. I, I know what happens. Well, in that. Speaking of that, since you brought okay. that up, the girl that Tano defeats at the end is was did she used to be a, an inquisitor i i don't know uh, she didn't strike me as necessarily an inquisitor but i i think the inquisitors are all kind of unique personalities too like there, there's we've seen several different people that could be an inquisitor mm-hmm. I, I still think she would have some sort of a lightsaber maybe though. Right. so some people were speculating with that, with this episode, that possibly this happens before the time jump in Rebels. Oh, you know, at the very end of Rebels, how she comes and gets Sabine, and they go off looking for Ezra yeah. and Thrawn. Some people are speculating that this whole entire episode takes place like maybe right before the time jump, which is kind of mind-boggling to think about. Just when I thought it couldn't get more confusing. Yep, they, you know, that's Star Wars for you. I'm gonna have to rewatch Rebels all the way through, and then <laughs> just for the last the five minute scene. It'll be end. worth it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> um. So what else uh, happened in here? Um. We will go on to the next episode. Well, actually, although in that episode we also realized that Ahsoka said she was going to train Grogu, and then she changed her mind. She did. Liar. <laughs> and I maybe that plays into what she learned from that woman, which her name was Morgan, right? Morgan Elizabeth. Was that her the name? Character or the actress? 
Uh, is that or is that the actress? I have no oh, idea. I can't. well, <laughs> actually, honorable mention of that episode is Michael Bean played in that, which mm-hmm. he, oh, yeah. I wish the spoilers. I wish he wouldn't have died. I wish they would have had him as a recurring character, just because I like Michael Bean's been in everything: Terminator, Aliens, uh, Abyss, uh, Tombstone, and it was good to see Question, him back. Does he, had, he die in all of them? Uh, mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good character to kill. Off. Yeah, but he's a good yeah, I haven't seen him anything in a long time, and it was just really nice seeing him back on the you know not big screen, but the small screen again. We thought Phoenix Shand was dead, hmm? and she came back. Oh, uh, Phoenix Shand. Oh yeah. yes, Boba yeah. Fett's, yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a fun character, fun sidekick. Yeah, for sure. No one, no one's dead unless you actually see them die, I guess. And who knows when that is? Right. Um, something weird too, like well, not weird, but uh, Fennec Shand, uh, Ming Na Wen, who plays that. Do you know how old she is? Without looking. Thirty, thirty-five. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Nice. <laughs> that's you know that's what I thought too. She's only sixty. It's like holy crap. She's like oh She's wow. like yeah. Well, she's fifty-seven. She's like ageless. She yeah. I mean, I had I was listening to a podcast or a TV. No, I think it was a YouTube video that somebody was doing, and I had to rewind it because I'm like, how old? Because I thought she was in her early thirties. It's like holy crap. She she doesn't look it. And then I looked it up. Yeah, sure enough, she's like fifty-seven. That is crazy. I would have never, I would have never guessed that she's that old. No, not at all. Okay, um, so the next episode that is the tragedy, and I don't know about you, but when I read that title, I thought my worst thought was Grogu was going to die. <laughs> oh, no else? way! They never kill Grogu. Yeah. He makes too much money for Disney. But does anybody really right. die? Yeah. But there was a lot of tragedy in that episode. There was. What kind of tragedy, guys? <laughs> Some mechanical <Yeah>. tragedy. <laughs> well, he did get abducted. Right. Yeah, that yeah. and the, the Razor Crest does die. Yeah. The Razor yeah. Rest in peace, Razor Crest. Uh, that was totally unexpected for me. I was not prepared for the ship to just be obliterated right uh, yeah. before our eyes. Well, because in this in this short period of time, it's become so iconic, you know? Right. And I think, what was it, the episode, two episodes before, they had just repaired it back to, and improved it mm-hmm. even to what it was before. Yeah. And then it just gets obliterated. Mm-hmm. Which actually was kind of a blessing in disguise because you for the rest of the series, you got a, a you know, Boba Fett ship, Slave, Slave One, one. Yeah. which is, all, I mean, that's oh, yeah. like an awesome ship so you right. gotta see that i got chills when i seen that when uh, he set grogu up on the rock the scene stone and then you see a ship come in you, and as soon as you he, knew as soon as i saw it, i knew yeah. Yeah, you were like oh crap <laughs> i was like no way yeah and so that was really cool to see that yeah and his whole introduction to you know in this episode the whole reintroduction into canon was yeah. i thought it was spectacular um, okay, so what's the next? Okay, so Grogu gets taken, and he gets taken back to Moff Gideon, correct? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> uh, going back to the uh, the ship blowing up, you know, of course he he went through and he found the spear made of Beskar, and then he he found like Grogu's gear shift knob, you know, <laughs> little thing, and you saw him kind of which he had that with his... him though, right? Yeah, and I kind of thought like on the last episode when Grogu kind of went away, he would have handed it to him. But they never did that. I was kind of like, maybe it'll come into play later. But what was the point of picking that up if you weren't going to like kind of use it like on the last episode? I thought it was I think because was, for him, I think for him, he's keeping that to remember Grogu. Well, I thought it was, he was right. going to give it to Grogu as a memento because he liked it so much. Here, don't forget me. Take this. And they they yeah, kind of didn't. But <laughs> yeah, I could see it either way. Really. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it'll come into play next season. He'll be like. Or maybe it's a way for, um, Mando thinks that if I keep this, Grogu will come back for it. Yeah. All right. So the next episode, chapter 15, is the Bilber, and they're going to steal things. Yeah. Right. What do you think of the land pirate scene where they're in the trucks and everything? <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of actually a little bit comical because... Mm-hmm. You know, every time they thought they he he was done, another wave would come, and <laughs> you know, and that was like foreshadowing because, like, you know, he his blaster out of, ran out of ammo, which everyone everyone always says it's like, oh, can a blaster run out of ammo? But I mean, you know, it ran out of energy. But then he had to fight with a spear, and and you kind of knew they were setting that right. up that at the end he was going to be fighting him with that spear against the dark saber because even, you know, he was fighting Ahsoka Tano and deflecting it off his best car armor. So they were kind of doing their best to foreshadow to say, Oh yeah, well this will withstand, you know, a lightsaber is about the only thing that'll deflect it. And then after they established mm-hmm. that, then it's like, okay, well he's fighting with these, the spear They're They were making it more credible to fight at the end. Also, what did you think of him wearing the, uh, what is that? The uh, tank trooper uniform? Yeah. Yeah. That was, th- I like that a lot, actually, because it gets him in an unfamiliar and uncomfortable environment. So, and he's looking like the people he doesn't want to look like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yep. So I, I like Bill Burr in that episode. You know, when he, the first, when he was in season one, I didn't particularly like that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really actually uh, liked him. And I hope he's in more episodes. I feel like he might be. I feel like if he doesn't show up in Mando, he might show back up in Rangers yeah. or, or one of those. I, I was actually surprised he didn't join their merry little band. He, they kind of left him stranded on that planet. He's just like, you can go. And it's like, really? You're just, can you drop me off somewhere? Because I'm on this, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm on this no, like Empire stronghold. And I just like wrecked everybody. Right. Well, and I think his problem was... You know, if Gina was to do the right thing now that she was a new Republic Marshal, she would have to, you know, legally be obligated to take him back into yeah. the prison or the work camp. But, you know, if she just lies and says he's dead, then it's kind of out of her hands. It's still great. It's still the wrong thing to do by the Republic code, but at least it gives him a chance. And it's her way of acknowledging that. They appreciated his help. Mm-hmm. And they say that he's the first Star Wars character to have a Boston accent. Is that true? 
It probably is because usually everyone has a British accent in Star Wars. He so. needs to get a he needs to get a ship with Kapok on it. <laughs> Kapok <laughs> assist. Yep. Definitely. Oh, sorry. Um, and then uh, also, this is the episode we we see Din's face most of the time. Right. Yep. And he he does it all for the kid. Yeah. That was a big moment because, I mean, they kind of worked and hinted at that at moments during season mm-hmm. two. You know, when you get the face off with Bo and he calls them, he even says they aren't true Mandalorians because that's how brainwashed he is. Right, right, yeah. But, you know, I think he's finally starting to realize the world's bigger than what he thought mm-hmm, it was. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to sacrifice everything for Grogu. Yeah. So the, the only other thing that has seen his face is, was the robot, IG whatever. IG-11. Right. So Bill yep. Bill Burr and the other Empire people saw his face. Up at, right. Yeah, up until this point. Most, I think all the Empire people are dead. But Bill Burr was like, I never saw right. it. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing that could play into season three maybe is that uh, his face was scanned by the Empire. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I never thought about so, that. Ooh. You know. Maybe that could play a part in season three. I I don't know though. In the system. They did blow up the right. facility, yep. but it could have already been uploaded. Well, right to like if they have if they system. have Wi-Fi like me, it, it's no problem, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I thought it was funny too when they were kind of drawing straws who was going to go in. Like Boba Fett is like, eh, I think he kind of recognized mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would know him before he got with him. Since there's a million clones. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might set some alarms off when they did a face game. <laughs> All right. So now we will go to the, oh, oh. the finale. Wait, go, go, Phil. Go, go, go. I was just going to say the guy that he shot, that. Um, yeah. General. What was the officer's name? Yeah. yeah. That guy actually played. Um, like he was a Game of Thrones. He played the the white oh uh, White his Walker, name is the King. Richard Brake. Oh, the the King of War- the White Walkers. Yeah, the yeah. uh, Ice King or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. So then the last one is the finale, and oh, I can't remember what's that character that shows up. What character? Uh, some obscure character. Uh, that mouse droid before. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Uh, no. Um. His name was Tom, and the other one's name was Jerry. Uh, no. Uh. It is Mr. Luke Skywalker makes an appearance. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. That. Uh, Were you guys prepared for that? I was hope. You know, I was hoping all season. I really was, but I didn't think they'd do it. And I, I think even in our predictions pod, we said at least we'll have a name drop or yeah. a mention of him, but, but we didn't know if they'd go all the I way. I was really, and the way they did it, I mean, the way they kind of teased it because, you know, you saw, okay, an X-Wing and they're like, oh, it's just one X-Wing. And you, you saw it had an R2. Well, that could be anybody. And then they showed like a, a clip character get out and walk. And it's just like, oh, I think it might be Luke, but I don't want to get my hopes up. And then That's they showed it on the monitor so you couldn't see the color of the lightsaber. And you were just like, oh, crap. And then they showed it was green. And then you're like, well, you know, there's other Jedi with green. And they showed a glove hand. And then they showed an ungloved hand. 
And then they showed like the belt buckle from Return of the Jedi. And then I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. It's like, don't do this to me and, and take it away from yeah. me. It better be Luke. I so I as soon as that single X Wing flew over for me, I thought, oh my goodness, there's no way they're gonna do this. And I was so I was really highly suspecting it was. And then as soon as he stepped out, I knew it was Luke. I just, I, and they, they sense, they showed like a shot of Grogu kind of sensing it. Yeah. I, they, the buildup and the execution of how they reintroduced him, you know, just subtly putting more and more clues in was, I thought it was fantastic. So I was a mixture between those two. I saw, I saw the X-Wing, but I was like, how many X-Wings are there? Then when he got out, I was the same Phil. I was like, okay, it's it's a Jedi. It's a green saber. And then when I saw the hand, that's when I was like, okay, it's him. Because they could they could really tease us and, and it not be him. Um, yeah, right. I kept thinking, and the music the was, I liked the music that they did uh, during that whole scene too. Uh, it was like, well done. But I was like, they can't tease it like that and then, yeah. you know, pull back the hood and it's going to be just like, somebody else everybody would be so mad if they did that i mean i had an inkling it was him because it looks exactly well not exactly but similar to the scene in rogue one with vader oh yeah yeah that yeah, mirrored that um that was a perfect parallel now, now yeah. what did you think about um the cgi uh, the job they did with that i give Luke. it a six out of ten yeah yeah i'd say seven i it wasn't enough to take me out of the story at all, but there were moments where you knew it was oh, yeah. CGI. But I didn't think it was like so distracting that it's like it didn't feel like Luke. I still. was happy to have it, but it's like I always wonder. Yeah. It's like you know, you see these people do deep fake videos on YouTube, and they do a much better job than like I mean, how you know, you have Lucasfilm who's cutting edge technology. It's like why can't they do better? do better because and they yeah. did do better than like when they had princess leia and tarkin because that looked real plasticky and this is better but they've had people like kind of take that and do a deep fake and make it look better than you know you know they have less of a budget than lucasfilm and i know like they they, they right. pour tons of money and stuff into into those episodes and they're probably kind of limited but you'd think it's like dang they they probably could have done just like a little bit better a job and like i said it didn't take me out or anything it is, which I don't understand the difference. I don't understand how the deepfake tech works. But I know, and maybe it's the same for the deepfake, but I know they have, like, the stand-in guy that they just, don't they put, like, the yellow or the white uh, bulbs on his face? And then they I just, think so. Like, CGI over it? Yeah. It's, so it is well, weird. did Mark um, Hamill not go in for that? Because he made it sound like he was a pl- proud to be a part of it. He did. He was on set. Now, whether whether they actually used like a body double and he was just there to deliver lines, or I think that was the case. They because they credited Mark Hamill, but then there was a stand-in mm-hmm. for Luke during those scenes, and I, I don't remember. Interesting. And I'm happy. And you know, a lot of people, you know, because some people are saying like, if, if, moving forward, if Luke's in it more, it's going to be hard to sustain that. Do you know it's going to be hard to do scenes with him and de aging? But I kind of think if they go forward, they'll get like somebody like Sebastian Stan. But I think it was important to have actual Mark Hamill for the first time because there's been so much just kind of 
bad blood between the fans and like Ryan Johnson and what he did to the Luke character. So I think it was important to bring Mark Hamill in the fold, kind of get his blessings because he wasn't ha- he wasn't happy. I mean, oh, it's no I secret agree. he wasn't happy with what Ryan Johnson did. And so I th- Mark wasn't happy, and the fans yeah. weren't happy. And now I think after seeing him appear in episode or, uh, chapter eight of season two, I yeah. think it uh, righted a lot of the wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there after the movies he was just like i don't really care if i'm involved in star wars anymore it's kind of <laughs> yeah you know he literally said yep. that. That's what fans yeah, he literally said too. those words yep just stop disgracing our favorite characters i think that's how everyone felt yeah <laughs> so all right so point. what what do you think luke's gonna do with grogu and do you think somehow grogu is gonna be there when the whole kylo ren crap happens uh I think Grogu's gone by then. I think Grogu will be gone with that. And here's 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 the thing. I've been wondering that myself because everybody's like, well, is Grogu going to be back? And some people are like, well, they'll just do a time hop. But really, I mean, okay, he's 50 years old. What's If you jump ahead five years, he's gonna. it's not going to be much of a difference. So how are you going to do a time hop right. and have like Grogu come on and where he's like – I mean, because he, he's already trained for like 20, 30 years. I mean, the way they were kind of talking – so how would a time hop actually work by and bringing back Grogu? Because he's, you know, like I said, if you live to be 900 years old and you're still an infant when you're at 50, what's, you know, five years is going to be like two months. I think, I think if they do a time hop with Grogu, you're going to see something maybe a couple, 300 years yeah. after, after anything where he's actually a Jedi and he might be the one kind of connective mm-hmm. tissue the one character we know from, you know, this era that connects it to the new yeah. era. Mm-hmm. But as far as, I mean, well, will they have him back like next season? Because I mean, it's hard not to. Uh, he, I don't know. Like I said, he makes so much money for Disney. That's why like half, half the people oh, don't yeah. even watch Disney, but they know who, you know, baby Yoda is and they sell so much merchandise. Heck, I know, I know oh, hundreds yeah. of people have never seen the show and yet they have like phone cases and like, like, freaking yep. purses or wallets and, and they've never watched an episode. They just think he's cute. So <laughs> I think I really think that Grogu is like the biggest Star Wars thing to happen since Star Wars. Like the craze that he received when he was first introduced. Yeah, like you said, everyone talked about it. So I really think the hype around him was you know, maybe with the exception of like when episode seven or episode one came out in theaters, a lot of people were hyped for that, but I don't know. I, I really think I've seen more people talk about Star Wars and this show specifically now than I have seen talk about any other Star Wars related thing before. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I, I don't know. I think that we'll see Grogu again in Mandalorian, but I, and I think he will be long gone from Luke's Jedi Academy before Kylo wipes it all out. Or maybe so, maybe he's just really like sl- slick, and he gets out of that too, like he did the original Jedi Temple. Could be someone protected him. Someone protected him during Order sixty six, and we don't know who. So yeah. the same could happen again. Yeah, there's still so much mystery about him that we don't right. know. Well, too, like you know, like I said, it was speculated they're going to kind of erase the sequels with the you know the Veil of the Force. Well, you so just want them to. <laughs> No, I mean that's a big fan theory, and that's I mean they're connecting the dots. It's like help, help me out. What's what do you mean by the veil of the force? How does it just erase stuff? 
It's so like the time travel. They're going to use time travel to. Yeah, what's the? Uh, is it called the veil? What is that place called in uh, Rebels that Ahsoka and Ezra Yeah, the thing up in the clouds with the lines. Yeah, yeah, it's not the veil. What, I thought it was it the veil. Of? Sorry, everybody, if I've been saying the wrong, uh, <laughs> using the wrong terminology, but it's the um, GPS in the sky. Yeah, it's uh, man, that's bugging me. Maybe you're right, Phil. I thought they I had thought two was... different names. It was kind of that was kind of a nickname. Yeah. Uh, the veil of the force is a mystical dimension of the force that connects all of time and space. Is it the veil of the force? Uh, okay. The veil could apparently be used to fix Star Wars. <laughs> Does it really it say says. that? Yes, yes. It says this video could apparently be used to fix Star Wars. Oh, that's funny. Uh, bound, bounding oh, in the okay. comics, there's an article. A world, and it, and it's world between worlds is what yeah. I've always. That's, uh, but yeah, veil of the four. Good to know. I didn't know that was the same thing. Uh, Professor Phil teaches me things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Philosophy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Philosophy. <laughs> We should have a segment every episode. <laughs> Lucasfilm can hit the reset button and fix everything. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of a nickname for it, but... It's the uh, Marvel or the Star Wars equivalent to the Thanos Yeah, snap. the, the yeah. gauntlet. Right. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. All right. This is what I'm going to play as the intro like I did last time. I think you should play the robot chicken. I'm back! <laughs> Guess who's Wait, back? Bleep, bleep. <laughs> you have to bleep it out, but <laughs> what could this button do? It couldn't, could it? Well, it's funny you should say bleep it out because that's the theme of these quiz questions. Oh. So I'm, mm. yeah, I'm calling it Censored Wars. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to play you an audio clip, and there's going to be one word, for the most part, one word censored out, and you have to tell me what that one word is. Some of them, some of them are quite funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not three. So you'll, you'll get one <laughs> point if you can guess the word. You'll get another point if you can tell me the character, and you can steal, but you can only get one point for stealing. Okay. 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 Ding. Makes sense. Someone has a Facebook message. Oh, All right. Oh. So here's an example. This is not for. This is for both of you. I find your lack of <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> Faith. <laughs> yep. Heard it loud and clear. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Got it right. So you're each gonna have five. Okay. All right. So who who's going to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. This is not in any particular order. I just put them together, so we're going to see how this goes. I'll probably screw it up again. Okay. Um, all right. Ready, Phil? Yep. Okay. 
What's wrong? I felt a great in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. <laughs> Disturbance. What's wrong? I felt a great disturbance in the force. Good job. <laughs> so who said that? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Very, very good. That's when Alderaan got blown up. Cara Dune's home. <laughs> yeah. All right, Robbie. Here's yours. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have... Slow <laughs> oh, revenge. <laughs> At last, we will have revenge. Good job. There we go. Who said it? And that was uh, Darth Maul. Yes, it was, but All not right. the premium voice quality. <laughs> no. no. You know, that's. I don't know who voiced him in episode one. I only know yeah. Sam. <laughs> yeah. uh, was it not. Was it not nah, what's his they, name? No, nah, it was voiced over. No, Ray Park portrayed, but someone else voiced. Why do they do that? I don't know. They did that to Zach Efron in the first high school musical with his singing. They did? Yeah, with his singing. Oh, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know why they do it. Um, okay. So tied two two. Philip. Yes. That is me. Ready? Yep. <laughs> years old you reach look as good you are not hmm? <laughs> nine, 900 and it's sure when 900 years old you reach look as good you are not hmm? yeah mm -hmm. two points for bill it's <laughs> 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 a pretty good year. uh okay where's this one go it moved the beeps i had it all prepared and it moved the beeps <laughs> Move the so give him a Jar Jar Binks one. You never know what he's saying anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's at the Okay, four to two. Roberto, here's yours. All right. Yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm. Oh boy, I thought this quote was going somewhere else. You want to hear it again? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> That's I. You got the hardest one, dude. Uh, would you like me to is tell it, you which one it's is in? It, uh, yeah, that might okay, help. Episode three. Still doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> is it just rise? Yes, master. Rise. Okay. <laughs> I was not confident in that answer. And who said that? But that was probably. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I just like the real, it's real guttural. Rise. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so this one, this one is going to be from Mandalorian. Ooh. Yeah. So it's for Phil. Oh, this is going to be harder because others are like, you know, like iconic. More well known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've yeah. had like, mm -hmm. you know, 30 years to. Well, I tried to pick ones that I might know. So if I might okay. know it, anyone might know it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, is that a bounty puck? Is that me? Look, uh, there must be some mistake. I can get you more credits. I can bring you in. Or I can bring you in. Um, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna go Katy Perry and say hot or cold. Let's check it. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. I'm I'm gonna go uh, ahead and give that to you, Phil, because okay. yeah, that's warm and hot. You got the cold, so I yeah, give that to you. Right. Who, who said it? Uh, like Mando. Yes. Is Mando? Yes, you did. Booyah. Well done. Thank you. That was episode one too. I was uh, in the first yeah. ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So this one is also from Mando. These yep. are both of these are from season one. Okay. All right. Ready, Robbie? Okay. I have a comptoner of waiting for you upon delivery of the asset. <laughs> uh, best score. I have a comptoner of Beskar waiting for you upon delivery of the asset. Booyah! Who said it? Uh, oh, the client. Nice, yes! Because he doesn't have an actual name. Uh, yeah, he does not. Okay, ready, Anyone. Phil? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yes, here we let's go. Do it. Here's, your, here's your quote. Three. Your audio three. Yeah. Three PO. Th yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking... Scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> scruffy-looking nerf herder. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Okay, I have a feeling you guys are just going to tie. It might be. Yeah. I don't know, I almost missed one earlier, so... All right, this one's kind of long, but the word that is used multiple times is the same word. Okay. Okay. Is it Samuel L. Jackson? Is he talking about planes on a... <laughs> These bleeping no. snakes on a bleeping plane. <laughs> Not quite. All right, here we go. So you're with the... Obviously. Yes, I am. With the... I've never met a white before. Oh, this is what we look like. Some of us. <laughs> Others look different. Resistance. Yeah. And that is uh, Finn and Ray. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so you're with the resistance? Obviously. Yes, I am. I'm with the resistance, yeah. I am with the resistance. Okay, that's the only one from the uh, from your favorite. <laughs> Darn, I don't know why. <laughs> you would have looked those out. 
<laughs> that is I a only... pretty good line, though. It is. I am with the resistance. <laughs> okay, I believe these are the last ones, and they're trickier. Oh, no. <laughs> they're are you, trickier, a, are you well. an angel? <laughs> oh, do the one. Uh, do, do you have the one with Anakin where he's talking about sand? <laughs> you bleep out sand. No. It's so, <laughs> no. That bleep is so scratchy. <laughs> it, it bleep gets everywhere. I love that owl. I love that owl, Phil. Sorry. Okay. Dag on it. That's the best line right. from the prequels. Here goes your last one. The, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately. Never tell me the odds. Ooh, that's tough. Um, it's three to one, <laughs> and it's C three PO. <laughs> I'll give you one point for getting it's, the character. It's three million nine hundred thousand and fifty-two to one. No. Okay. I guess that's Robbie, three. can you steal it? Uh, uh, 398? The, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Oh, man. 3,720. I know it's three something, but I could have not told you anything after the three. After the three. Yeah. <laughs> so... Robbie could win. This. It's another nail biter. Robbie could win this if you get both the character and the bleep. The bleep. All right. <laughs> the I want to steal. I would like to you steal. Could... You, said oh, we could well, do that. Well, you said we could do you... that at the beginning. No, you, you totally say... could. Yeah, but you didn't say win. No. I am enacting the steal now. This next question. <laughs> Take that. No, no, That's you, all can, yours. you can steal it if he gets it wrong. Oh, I could steal it. That's, see, that's not stealing. That's like, he, you know, I got to steal it when I'm not entitled to it. Then it's not stealing if I if I wait till he can't do it. I don't think Robbie's going to let you steal it's it. Not, you steal you it. Know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm here for whatever. I'll let him have it. <laughs> hey, Phil, you may steal it anyway. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that's true. Ready? This is right. actually, this is from the sequels. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, here we go. Remember me? FN. Not anymore. The name's Finn, and I'm in charge. I'm in charge now, Phasma. I'm in charge. Bring it down. Bring it down. So it's <laughs> Finn and Captain Phasma. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know this, Phil? Uh, I don't know his number. It's his number, Finn. I, I, I know it. I think. I think it's 90210. Oh, it's. <laughs> yeah, Beverly Hills. Uh, I think it's 2187. You remember me? FN2187. Nice! All right. <laughs> Phil, would you like to steal it now? Yes. 2187. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I win! <laughs> you both win! That's like. How come I got that question and he gets like. I can see. I wouldn't have got the Finn one. I wouldn't have got the Finn one either. So, good job. My my hat off to you, sir. Well played. Well played. All right. So after all these technical difficulties, we're going to end it right now. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. All no right. offense. It was lovely talking with you gentlemen, but we have to go for <laughs> fear of everything being. Fear of losing it. the podcast. <laughs> yes. The dark side yeah. has taken over this episode. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for coming back again. Well, for Robbie for coming back again. Yeah. yeah so it, was always, it, was, it was an adventure. Yes, you it guys was. had some interesting conversations about SpongeBob and Monty Python yeah. while I was trying to fix the computer. <laughs> yeah, well, we had fun. all kinds of like conversations that won't be on this podcast since we, we got four like starts. Happy 2021, everybody! <laughs> all right, bye, guys. All right, bye. bye. In my life, when you find people who need your help, you help them, no matter what.